Welcome to the Web3 Music Podcast. I'm Jake Abel, and I'm here to explore the different intersections of music, entertainment, crypto, and NFTs. Each episode, I interview an artist, creator, or builder who's pushing the envelope in music NFTs, artist tooling, community building, and more. Before we get into the episode, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Neon Ox, the premier North American ticketing solution for your next live event. Neon Ox is harnessing the power of blockchain and the GET protocol to change the events industry for the better, using NFTs on the back end and a familiar, intuitive checkout funnel on the front end. Ticket buyers can purchase 100% fraud-free tickets without any blockchain knowledge or experience. Neonox provides personal account managers for each client, and their platform has an integrated secondary market to eliminate scams. Event organizers can even factor in a royalty to these sales and get a cut of secondary market action. They also have the ability to include a free NFT with each ticket, so that interested fans can claim their digital collectible after each event, and organizers can see which attendees are interested in Web3. To learn more about Neonox and how they can help improve your ticketing experience, visit neonox.io and mention this podcast on the contact form on their Start Selling page. You can also reach out to the Web3 Music Podcast on social media, and we will help you schedule a demo of the platform. And with that, let's get into today's episode. Today, I'm talking with Brenna and Psycho from UniDAO. Brenna and Psycho are both independent musicians in Web3, and Uni is their company that is organizing UniFest, a traveling music festival that's centered around empowering local artists and engaging local music scenes. They are also developing a localized music streaming platform called UniStreaming with the same goals. We talk about their backgrounds in music and how they got into Web3, where the ideas for UniFest and UniStreaming came from, what these projects could ideally look like, and more. I hope you learned something new from today's episode. Here are Brenna and Psycho. It's funny you, you mentioned the PFP projects too, because personally, that was a, uh, I mean, obviously that was what gave me more awareness was seeing people's profile picture projects pop up out of nowhere and start seeing mm-hmm. them, uh, you know, kind of just flood in. But we're, it seems within the past like two or three months, I guess it's like, it, it makes sense because it's aligned with me starting to get out there and engage and have more conversations and try to iterate and try to like, you know, just understand what's going on. But I just recently have gotten sold on, but like sold on the ethos of a PFP project and how like how positive and impactful and how cool and generative it is in the sense where it, it helps. I don't know. It's very it's very interesting the way that they uh, self-sustain like a whole little ecosystem. And, you know, yeah. all, these, all these creators can do their own little pockets of things and whatnot, but it all resorts back to everyone having a main hub. It's really, really dope. I think it's cool. And this is a. Yeah, I actually was never really into the PFPs um, and the way like I started off just get coming in. I was working for like a medical investment DAO when I came in in like December. And uh, so it was like totally left field, just still still in the crypto space. But um, obviously medical um, investment DAO is just <laughs> not anything to do with music. But um, that's how I started. And really what got me intrigued was just the DAO aspect in general. And um, and then, of course, Gary B, like, you know, he kept talking about NFTs. So that like that was a little bit of, you know, help getting me into the space. But yeah, just DAOs in general. But now um, now, like as being in Web3 music and being able to see how the the PFP projects kind of intertwine with the ecosystem in different ways not all pfp projects are like super intriguing to me and like i think the artwork itself is what's most intriguing but i just recently um uh partnered up with a pfp project called headphone homies and they just they just onboarded me because of what i've been doing in the music web3 space and so they just onboarded me for like their first 50 
you know, uh, PFPs and they haven't even launched yet, but they're already returning like really great value to me, like just as far as like connecting me with certain people and also like I'm going to potentially work with them on my next drop and like helping just promote that. So I think that's a really cool way to help artists is like actually because I think one of the problems is like we're as musicians, we're kind of, um, you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of becoming somewhat of an echo chamber in some group chats and Twitter and spaces and like being able to expand into these other areas of the blockchain, such as PFP projects and like even just fine art and like in in like just partnering with people who you resonate with or projects that you resonate with can actually like widen the I guess the ecosystem of Web3 music. So yeah, that's kind of been my my experience with that. And I thought that was that was an interesting, interesting point as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's pretty cool. Um I think I definitely see your point. Like there can be a lot of a lot of overlap in all these like all the main web three music communities, like I don't know, watered music, song camp, uh, sound, XYZ, Sora, like I think it's a lot of the same people in all those communities and yeah, expanding it definitely, you know, helps in every aspect, really. And that um, that that's its own conversation, right? That's like its own. That, that's what's crazy is that a lot of uh, that's more of the people who have adapted and and embraced it very early on. They kind of get a like almost a birthright to be a part of all these group chats, and it's really cool because you're in with early footing. But the conversation is that's being had constantly is just how do we get new new adopters not even mass adoption right but just new people in so that there's more of a division between the creators and the collectors because they're the creators are the collectors right now so it's pretty it's pretty crazy it's an interesting little transition i feel like everybody's in yeah definitely i saw i saw something the other day it was like uh mint songs finally surpassed like four thousand collectors or something and sound xyz passed like two thousand collectors and there's like you know there's only a few hundred creators it's like the ratio is so far off than you know what it is in the rest of the music industry where i mean there's obviously thousands or millions of of musicians but there's you know hundreds of millions of you know billions even of, of fans so yeah that ratio is very different and it's still you know sound sound xyz might be one of the most popular music nft platforms out there right now they don't even have you know, four thousand collectors. So right, they're breaking the records and then they're setting them again and then breaking them, breaking them again. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's really, it's yeah. <laughs> it's really, you know, it really shows how early we are. Right. Um, so with with Web three and NFTs, I know Brenna, you have a couple NFTs out. I'm not sure if you do Psycho, but is that like when you originally got more into Web three? Did you start with you know minting your own music NFTs, or was there other aspects that you know you dove into? Yeah, so actually, um, so the first NFT I minted, I minted uh, as no one really actually no one knew about it was I didn't really consider it my genesis. It was just more of like a test run for me. So I minted a song on OpenSea, um, you know, just through their their platform, their own, you know, I didn't have a developer or anything like that. So it wasn't my own custom smart contract, but it was just a way for me to just like, you know, test out the waters. Um, and I still, it's still there. Like I still, it's still there. I've airdropped it to people. Like my intention with it is just whenever I onboard people, I'll airdrop them that. Or like if, if I really like appreciate somebody in the space or someone's really helped me in the space, like I'll airdrop them that one. 
So there's just that one that's just kind of floating in the ecosystem. There's like a four, 411 versions of that one. Um, and I just love, I love its significance because I've only given it to people who either I've onboarded or people I respect in the space um, and who, or who have helped me. Um, but yeah, after like I got that experience, I was actually able to kind of, well, I was in the space like um, before Canon was. And so I was really deep into the, the Twitter spaces and meeting people. And I ended up meeting Henry Chatfield, who helped me get into the first Hi-Fi Labs or second, sorry, second Hi-Fi Labs co cohort. And um, that really helped me like take a bigger step into the space and just meeting people and making connections. And that's what actually brought me to my Genesis, my Genesis release, which was on glass.xyz. Um, it was it was the last actually the last video before they transferred to the Solana platform. Um, and so, yeah, that was just like uh, my experience with it is just like being I was super intimidated, I guess, coming into it. And, you know, because it is it is there's groups of people, right? There's these groups of communities and people know each other and they've they've had these experiences. And, you know, you have to build this trust, it seems like. And you do like there's there's these opportunities to build to build relationships. And I think that's what the foundation of the music web three space is, is the fact that you do have to build these relationships. Um, and, and it doesn't necessarily need to take time. It just takes genuine energy and genuine exchanges um so like the more genuine you can be I, of course you know not everyone is as good as being genuine on twitter like some people are just better in person and that's kind of been my struggle is um it's been a lot harder for me to just connect online and so getting over that and being able to uh, you know talk to these people that have been in the space a lot longer um allowed me to have more confidence in the fact that okay i just I just got to be myself as best as I can and being able to communicate. Actually, Ken and I were talking about this the other, like not too long ago, we we're talking about how communicating through these social media platforms is a whole, like it's a whole science of communication because it's not just like you communicate in person. It's a whole different way to be able to express yourself through these social media. You can do it, you know, you can do it as a facade. You can make this like whole facade and make it up or, you can come in and really actually try to express yourself to the most, you know, genuine way possible. But, but the balance, you know, of doing that is just because uh, you can get caught up in the hype, and and I think that's like the the biggest thing. But um, but yeah, like I had a yeah, I had my Genesis um on on Glass, and then I had my second drop on Zora Zora. Yeah, and I just knew that platform, but um, but yeah, it's kind of a ongoing my project right now is actually called becoming and it's this long uh you know series of drops that will inevitably lead up to an album but it's a i'm dropping each month and with each month i'm also creating this docu-series where um just yeah just documenting what we're doing and like what we've been doing with temcheck and just not only temcheck but just like personal experiences um how i've how I'm creating, where I'm at, whatever. <laughs> so my docu series is a token gated thing I'm using on Telly, and uh, yeah, but uh, it's been a crazy experience, honestly. Like just meeting all these people and being able to figure out. I'm still not figuring. I still haven't figured it out. Basically, is what I'm saying. There's no right way. Is is what it seems. And every time you think you got it right, there's <laughs> like, oh, there's another way to do it. And so, like, yeah, I think that's what I'm I'm learning more and more. 
Yeah, definitely resonate with that. Um, I think, you know, the space changes so fast that, you know, yeah, there's always a new way to do something. And like, you know, going back to the PFPs, like that was all the rage, you know, a year ago. And now, you know, you don't see as many and that's not really what's driving the market anymore. Um, but, yeah. you know, yeah, go. I think going with that, it's like just stay genuine and, and provide like, you know, try to provide value to people and, and be genuinely interested in everything that's going on. And I think people will understand that you're in the space for the right reasons. And yeah, like you said, it doesn't take that long to make these connections. You just have to provide genuine, you know, interest and energy. So right. yeah, definitely, definitely resonate with that. Yeah, um, keeping keeping away from the rat race because that's just as that's just as inevitable in Web three as it is in Web two. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's more like it seems too. It's about um, you can have all these being that I work so close with Brenda, right? It's easy to have conversations with her on a day to day basis where I can really, I know you can feel where I'm coming from and my energy and where it's you know how how pure intended it is and and it's, and it's the same thing vice versa, but it's like you said, it's, you're either going to be transparent online or you're going to be uh, inconspicuous, right? Like that's the only two, there's not really any other way it seems like. So it's a, it's about conveying, you know, giving these people, it's not about something that, that like I circled around to in, in our conversation that she was talking about. It was, it was like, it's not about what you say. It's really about how you say it. Cause you're on a space with these people and they can't see you. You're only hearing each other. And they're really trying to receive every every bit and every grain of where you're coming from every single time. And yeah, it might get misconstrued sometimes, but that's where it's like being concise, being very, very intentive, and I guess is the, the best way to put it. But yeah, it's pretty magical, man. Like we're 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 learning how to communicate and collaborate without ever having to see each other in the first place. It's pretty cool. I think it's pretty dope. Yeah, I think it is it is cool how you know you can work on this sort of global scale now and uh yeah, you know, I think I think COVID sort of uh, pushed that uh, that development along. Um, in in, you know, it's got its pros and cons, but I think there are a lot of positives that come from that. Yeah, no, um, it's not, at least it's not, not like a social media cesspool anymore. Especially when you're around people that have a self narrative where they're trying to build something, it just makes it a little bit. You're more congenial with one another. Like you wanna, you know, that this person's present, that they take themselves to a certain standard. To us, we I think we talked about it briefly at the temp check. It was like. There's a seriousness that comes off about the fact that this person's present every day, you know, that you show up and they show up every day. You're going to start taking each other more and more serious every single day. And every single time you make something and put it out there and show like show that you're actually doing something on the back end. It is it's an it's in a it's invigorating. It makes me want to see these people in real life. Hence temp check. But yeah, 100 yeah. percent. I mean, I think consistency is key. I feel like I've heard that from a lot of people I've talked to in terms of uh you know, output in Web3 or, or showing up in person, like consistency is really uh, gets appreciated. Um, so let's let's get into temp check and, and uni DAO and uni fest. Um, I guess now would probably be a good time to, you know, let you guys do a brief introduction and then, you know, tell me what you're working on with, with uni fest. Oh, uh, yeah. So uni with well, just to draw it back, but not terribly far uni um, uni streaming is it was always and still is intended to be a, a music streaming platform for independent music. And that's not exclusively to Web3 music, right? That's that's in all aspects. And the reason being is that we were working on it prior to even know me. I had no, no inkling, same for Brenna. She she stepped into the, the force field of Web3 sooner than I did, but it was, I got onboarded through her, via her, right? And via her education and 
kind of got that second hand and I wasn't I wouldn't say skeptical I wouldn't even say reluctant it was just more so I understood uh that she had so much overwhelming faith and it just consume all consuming faith that this is a way that you can empower an artist that it was like you're not going to not pay attention to it I'm literally watching the artist get invigorated by it <laughs> so um but yeah uni uni streaming is a, is a streaming platform you know regional based right more more local centric artists a way for you to visually search for them through you know regional tools mechanics if you want to say that um but just to even kind of preface anything about uni dow and uni fest and temp check is uni fest was something that was always there you know three years ago two two years ago i guess not yeah two years ago when we first came up with uni um in california i want to say the same couple of days that you know the name and the concept and the structure what everything was going to be uh brenna had you know brenna was like yeah this gotta this has got to be something that's in person this has to be something there needs to be something called uni fest we want to put on a concert where if we're focused on local artists so 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 seriously we need to have um what grew to us to be you know the like we said to you the rolling loud but strictly for independent local musicians you know 15 artists on the lineup 15 20 minutes somewhere where they actually get paid they actually get money for this 15 minute set that they can now have an aptitude to take to another venue and use as leverage for their own career, you know, in their local areas, right? Um, so through all of these little random ideas and, and approaches that we wanted to have with uni, uh, it just being educated about a DAO, again, from Brenna, I got to give an O to her when she like put me on the first day about what Web3 was. I didn't learn about Web3 at first, I learned about a DAO. I learned about the structure of a, of a decentralized autonomous organization, right? I didn't know any of the other candid, you know, like, like, I guess ethos is if you if that's a plural for of, of what goes on in web3 right it's just strictly that concept that the artist on the platform could be a part of owning the platform you don't have to divvy it up to five people or ten people and have those same kind of you know i guess compartmentalizing labels that you would put on this this typical role being played um so that just felt right it felt good um so inevitably we came up with uni dow and it just right that just became something where it's like. But can, I, can yeah. I say something real quick to you? Sure. I want to add to that because there's so much meat behind what he's saying right now. Like he is kind of just like skimming over it in a good way because there was so much happened like in our lives. And that was he said he just went over like a whole year's worth of just what happened between, you know, being in L.A. and moving to Austin, Texas. Right. And so within that time period. Right. We we already we had already had a local tour, you know, in our hometown. And before we even came up with uni, we already had a tour in our hometown. And so, you know, that was something that we did prior to coming up, become, coming up with uni. And so, you know, inevitably, once we figured, you know, we got to start with the roots of what we are and what we've experienced and what we've already done. Um, I think that's, that's kind of where us propelling towards UniFest became more of a priority then first work for first working on the product because the product is going to happen right but the people the the mission the the why that that stuff needs to come first um and and I, and we really believed that in order to do that like the IRL events was the way to go and so we did we did end up doing a south by southwest event we ended up doing two south by southwest events and then from there we had three different um, events called Feature Talk Sessions in Austin, Texas um, this last year, and uh, they were really awesome. They were just intimate, 
you know, spaces and we were able to bring in, you know, local musicians, whether you're a musician or a fan, mainly musicians to come into a studio for five hours, two musicians presented an album. It was just a really great opportunity for them to get feedback, to connect, to do it in a way that you don't really get when you're on the stage. And so that's what feature talk sessions was. And that was, that's kind of, that's what invigorated us to continue on this path of, of, of temp check, Unifest, et cetera. And also like tying into what you're saying, what Cannon was saying about the DAO is like, we knew the DAO as an ethos, like he said, that made so much sense to us because we were struggling already with the idea of just having these certain amount of people having all control over what's going on and, and not being able to get that feedback from the community and being able to have real real power to the community and the people involved. And so that the ethos of it already spoke to us. And then from there we were like, okay, we're we're definitely focusing on, you know, the IRL events. Like that's that's what community is, is IRL, <laughs> you know, so why not make UniDAO what is encompassing our real life experiences? And so that's kind of like, yeah, if you can, if you wanted to add yeah. to that. Even just additionally, that is like the conflicting part was that um, we could work, we could put a lot of effort and time into designing this product and choosing all these features to go down that rabbit hole with. And like, but we knew that the tempo and the pace that you need to be able to reiterate, re-implement and redevelop and then re-get, like redistribute that product is just, there's, there's a really, there's a time lapse that happens where your first impression is everything. And if the product is, is able to get old and stale in any way, right. That's not, that's not even speaking to the, the, the texture, like the, the sturdiness of the product is more of like the first impression is that we do feel more connected with people in person. And as an artist, you would feel more connected with your music. If you can connect with another artist that gives you not validation, but just uh, reassurance and collaboration and consideration even, because that's the thing is acknowledgement goes a long way in this space that's that's part of mindfulness is being acknowledged that's that's what keeps you kind of in a self-sustaining you know in a conversation it's it's that eye contact right it's that that ability to see someone's really there and really sees you for what, what you're saying what you're doing so that that uh we're saying all this right there's a lot of different timelines going on here and the whole idea is like just even three months ago was two months ago is where we really came to the 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 closure that we're focusing full dead on IRO, you know, we'll, we're working on the product, but we're going to make that as simplified as a mechanism as possible. And this, the simplest form that we want it to be is just a voting mechanism, right? Just yes, no, abstain. And, you know, I'll leave that at that because again, that could change. That could be speculation. That could, that could be anything, but what's not speculation is that, yeah, we, we really want to go see these people. We really want to, uh, something we just recently started saying is be quite possibly be the e-harmony for all of these different hubs, these Web3 hubs that exist out here, because there's a fusion that is just potential energy that could be kinetic energy. So that's that's the main goal. Yeah. And I think that's leaning in leaning into that connection and leaning into gathering resources without getting that's also something we wanted to do with Unifest was how can we make this entirely crowdsourced without, you know, we'll have bigger sponsors, smaller sponsors, but how can we have everybody on the you know on that spectrum not just you know one or two really big investors like how can we make this a really community supported event and so that's a really really big part of what TemTrek is too is just what can we do you know with just the resources we have together and how can we make this not only 
not only this year, but like a yearly thing and, and, and make it fruitful for musicians and make it sustainable. So that's, that's kind of the, the, the question we're trying to answer with Unifest. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm sure that's, you know, that is the big question. How can you keep it going? But yeah, I love that. I mean, I think uh, the in real life stuff is really where the communities are built. I mean, it's, you know, you see all this Web3 interaction in, on Twitter and Discord, but, you know, whenever I've gone to the in-person meetups, be it, you know, NFT NYC or Web3 DC or, you know, your guys temp check last week, um, that's where I think, you know, you make the most genuine connections and, you know, I think things, uh, I don't know, things get done more. Like you get, you bounce ideas around better. I think you you establish more genuine partnerships and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I love what you guys are doing. I think that's awesome. Um, and I see, I can see how it, you know, it all ties in. I guess you started with the idea for this local, you know, streaming platform, but, you know, if it's local based, you gotta, you gotta do some in-person events. So right yeah and i can it, definitely see how it complements even egging to that is it it started as a independent local streaming platform because we were independent artists at we our only thing we had bro and when i say only thing the only thing was we had a whip and we had a recording studio that we were engineering out of that was the only two things that we had right so it was like we had artists coming in on a regular like a, a couple artists on a more consistent basis where the conversation we were having every single time before uni, you know, the, the all in that instantaneous moment of saying we need to do something about this. What can we do? Maybe make a platform, streaming platform. The conversations were, hey, bro, my my kid, I just moved into a house. I can barely pay rent or, you know, I got to get groceries for me and my kids or my car notes coming up. Having that same conversation, it was just how how redundant is this conversation? Like we as creatives any of any medium, any creative should be able to sustain bare minimum, just sustain for a living as if their work creating shit was a nine to five capable job. Like it just makes logical sense that you should be able to pay for groceries, gasoline, all of these necessities of life off of just your art. You know, there should be some kind of system that favors that because there's such a gap between starving to successful. There's such a big line there yeah. where there's not any other brackets in that gap right there where you could just like comfortably make an ecosystem. It's, it's well, really interesting. And that's the interesting thing about what we're doing because we're not just musicians anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not the we're out to prove something, but we're at at the same time we're becoming more than just like a musician. We're becoming brands of our own. We're we're becoming identities that can support financially support ourselves with with you know these these projects, right? So it's kind of it's kind of like you know sitting at home and just recording songs all day is not going to make that career that you want you know you have to do something with those that those songs and you have to be able to build on top of it so what is that for you as an individual artist is the number one question number two is like how do you make that happen and like what are the what are the tools out there that can help me make that happen and so the you know the question for me as an, as a musician and what i'm trying to figure out is like you know why aren't the tools more accessible is my question and then it's kind of like if they are accessible okay so it's like you have to sign to a label or you have to be independent or you have to be starving so there's like the independent labels you know the you know the other labels and then you're like starving artists like like he's saying there's not really an in-between there so it's kind of like where's where's the in-between can we find the in-between and i think that's i think that's where web three 
can play a big role is is creating these tools that we can actually create structures and put them in place for the creator economy because i really believe like you know the creator economy is is upon us in in a really good way and so yeah even divide i'm not trying to cut you but just before that point gets too far astray is like from where you put where you placed it is even to devise that up even more it's not just it is just you know starving to signed artists and then the ones that are struggling between there but you got to break those artists into cat like their own little structure too because you got artists who are comfortable with performing every single day at everything every venue that they can find you got artists that only want to hit open mics and you got artists that want to just sit at home and record and want to constantly just have output you know they don't want to they're not comfortable with the performing aspect yet so it's figuring out a way where you can have a place or just some mm-hmm. kind of a structure that allows for them to find their identity as a, I, that yeah. was me right i was i was closed in trapped i would make five songs every two days and then mix them and then make five and it was like i wasn't going out and putting my face out there to people but if that mm-hmm. artist wants to so choose to do that there should be some way where they can they could comfortably fluctuate within their own little environment right and then, the goal is to write to get them expand and break out of that comfort zone and get because once you change your location your life will change that's just facts you know if you're willing to get up and move a little bit your life will alter around you but it's just uh getting getting people to believe in themselves and realize that they're capable to, to arrive to that moment that's that's the goal i think that's what this is so beautiful at, at the same time very difficult about artistry and making money off of art right so someone saying the other day in a space you know, what it, back in the day when you made music you just made music it wasn't you didn't you didn't monetize it you didn't write it you wrote it down maybe on a piece of paper there was no way to record it there was no way to trade it you know trade it as a good but now we have all these technologies where it's possible to trade music as a good like as a as a way to you know make money and monetize it and so at the same time it kind of takes away from the creative process but it allows us to you know monetize our creation at the same time so it's kind of it's difficult though because like Canon was saying is every single artist it's art like you can't contain art <laughs> you can't like you someone can start tomorrow start making music tomorrow and maybe make like the best song you've ever heard and you don't even realize they just started yesterday you know and it's just like that's what art is if, it, if it's really pure and true and you're really truly expressing yourself you know you can start tomorrow and, and make the best shit ever so it's kind of like that's that's the difficulty with art is it's it's you can't really contain it in the boxes that you would contain say going to school for four years and saying I got my degree and I have this specialization and I can do this and like it's all very confined right so that's why I think this ecosystem is so fruitful for creatives is because it's not based upon any of that stuff it's genuinely based on who you are as a person are you able to resonate am i resonating with you as a, as a collector as a supporter whoever you are as a friend whatever and being able to to hone in on that and invest on investing your money into the relationship of that artistry or into investing into that artist rather than investing into whatever constructs that you have in place so it's all a mindset thing like you know so i feel i feel like it's more possible now like you said post covid because of our mindset shift and that we're there we're more we're more open to investing into things like this because it's 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 less certain i think the uncertainty of it is actually what's more attractive yeah totally agree um and i think you both touched on a lot of things that 
you know, I've definitely heard before and definitely get talked about a lot in, in, you know, the music web three niche, which is there's no, there's not much of a middle class in music. There's like you said, there's the starving artists and then there's the major labels. And, you know, there are dev obviously there are artists that are, you know, somewhere in between there, but it's, it's few and far between and web three sort of enables this new model where, um canon like you said you know maybe then artist doesn't want to go out and perform all the time which i know you know is the the biggest income driver for artists these days is touring and playing live shows but yeah maybe some artists they just want to focus on creating it's like you know a painter wants to just sit in their room or sit outside and paint some musicians just want to make music and yeah web3 enables this new model where if you can connect with enough people that want to support you uh you can do that and you know it goes back to the 1000 true fans theory theory um you know you only need a thousand people to pay you 50 dollars a year in order to you know make a minimum living as an artist and focus on your music but major that's major yeah it's <laughs> me right and once you go you know once you go full time i was talking to you know a guy who works for this music dow and they're they were looking to you know basically help artists how to figure out how to become financially independent through music if you can get to the point where you're making music full time and that's your that's what your income is coming from you know you have a lot more you just have more time to focus on music and you're going to get a lot better doing it and i think that's you know that's what that's what all musicians want really is just to get better and create more art so yeah i definitely resonate with a lot of things that you guys were saying there um, and i just want to add to that a little bit too is there's i don't think that web3 is going to necessarily replace all other forms of creating music or expressing music i think that it's just going to expand the ecosystem for for musicians like you said that haven't been able to tap into their niche and i think this is a new niche for sure yeah i think it's a necessary primer to be as a base coat for what over layer of paint you want to put over that you know because there's already there's not a lot of primer for artists out here there's just you know they're just like they're slapped with whatever systems and structures and whatever we can we can get our hands on basically so it's nice to be able to draw back set your own tone and pace and then yeah step in yeah yeah definitely so i guess going back to uni a little bit the i i know the goal of uni is to pay the local artists more money per stream basically could we could we talk a little bit more about like you know the model there that actually gets artists more money in their hands and, and how does that work from from the fan perspective yeah um so this is actually part of why we decided to to do what we're doing now first right IRL because we realized that the local local artists need their local fans and so the question there is you know first of all first of all very first of all logistically we won't be paying out major labels right so every streaming platform every DSP that you know is has a contract with a major label they're paying at least 50 to 60% of the revenue out to these labels to get these major artists on their platform so already off the bat, you know, we're not, we don't accept, you know, label artists. We're just strictly independent. Um, so with that, you know, we're not having to pay out this money to these, these labels, right? So it's giving, giving the revenue back to the artists. But more importantly, um, you know, we, the locality of what we're doing is, is super, super local based. Like when he says local, like it's, we're talking like you can search on a map and like you can discover, you go into you know, Atlanta this weekend, you can find all local, you can stream local musicians, you can, you know, there's just all these different 
tools that we're trying to develop that are all about locality. And so, you know, we, you know, our question is like, how can we create these relationships? It's like we have tools and we have apps now, but how can we create real relationships that not only, you know, you can have in person, but when you go to uni and you and you play this music, now you have an experience tied to this music. And it's not just, you know, you're not just shuffling on a playlist. You can, like, but it's not just like this experience where you're just like shuffling through all this different music and you could you could care less who the artist is. You know, we're trying to create the opposite of experience of that. And I think that to not to say too much about it because we haven't figured it out entirely, but that is the beginning of how we're going to figure out how to successfully do that. Yeah, I think as far as stuff like re like what structures for revenue, right? I think it's difficult to really pinpoint due to the fact there's so many new structures being introduced of, you know, like similar listen to earn models and all these different models that are that are out right now that are that are very much they're being tried. And some of them have been tried and true. But right now they're currently being tried and primarily over being true. Right. And it's and that's because we're still in the midst of the streaming wars, you know, like they're the stream, like that's really still happening. That's not something that entered and exited in like 2014 and 20, it's like we're still really seeing the how contingent uh, a, an artist's consistency is based off of their, you know, their presence and their income, right? And that's not even, that doesn't even add up all the time. But all the time, it doesn't add up any of the time if you're looking at a certain, uh, you know, sect of artists, right? So yeah, it's, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what the structure would be, but we do know that we went and we still very, very much fall in love with just this statement. And this is something that is a standard we like to uphold and, and hold ourselves to minimum 10 times more per stream than other dsps that's that's the goal like if you and that's very that's that's not the end goal that's the starting point goal that's that's something to say as well it's like that's where we want to enter in whenever that structure is finally set in place is 10 times more per stream than any other dsp than most you know spotify and youtube your higher paying dsps yeah and i think yeah. that's why i think that's why we we just started to decide to start here is because we're not just trying to create another platform you know that's that's the opposite of what i'm trying to do personally i'm just like there's billions of platforms out there but how can we make one that's actually valuable and how can we make one that's actually giving back and so yeah it's it's definitely not just like a you know one and done this is a this is definitely the long the long game trying to figure out how the best to do that and a question for like the i think a really big question that that protocols platforms or just applications should should be asking is what is the uh i guess what is not just the applicability of these platforms but the i guess the interactability of them being able to just be a component of your devices that you use already in your slew of like apps that you already have you're so it, i'm dumbfounded by how many fucking apps i have on my platform where and it it wants me to do a certain function and now i have to route out and download another app to do the function you know it's like it's pretty it's pretty nuts so it's, it's how can we have uh more i guess just an assimilated structure with all of these apps where they can all live happily beside each other without feeling like there's so many at hand i don't know uh-huh yeah i mean uh yeah everyone has a million apps on their phone it's they're always you know interacting in some way you know sign in with this through gmail connect this to facebook right. but nuts. So, yeah, you got to figure out sort of how to integrate it. Um, but that's cool. I think, you know, the starting mission of paying artists 10 more per stream is uh, a great starting point so that, like, hopefully you can do more than that. But, yeah, I love the mission. And then I guess from there, 
it makes sense. Like you guys are still experimenting with, you know, listen to earn or, or whatever right. it is. There's a lot of different models like that, that people are still working out. So and, and just, can I just say also for anyone that is listening to this is like the steps of uni having a tangible product is that there's no way comfortably that we'd be able to push forward on the product. If we're trying to make it a structure where every, it's autonomous and everybody can contribute and choose the decision of what our narrative focus is, what our technical focus is, all these different things, we didn't want to, it'd be offensive to come up with a product and say, hey, everybody in the community, this is what we came up with. That's not how that works. So the it's really going to start from that snowball ballpoint effect of, you know, the first product we have will be for the DAO members. It'll be for people to be able to onboard people, on, art, onboard artists, listeners, supporters and people who are already in this space into that product to be able to choose where this product goes and choose how this product gets developed so that it snowballs into what overall can be any arching theme. It could be any direction, right? As long as it's A, local based, and then B, baseline pays 10 times more per stream when it gets to that point. So that's the, that's that's another thing to preface is like, it just, uh, I personally, and I can speak for Brenda, I just wouldn't feel comfortable having a product made without having at least 100 1000 ears and eyes and contributions put in on it before it's even getting to that point. Yeah. yeah. And 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 just total, total transparency too is just working with what we got like we are we bootstrapped up until this point and like that's that's amazing to us to be able to have all these events and all these community gatherings to be able to do this, you know, all our all on our own and that's I think speaks to the fact that we are trying to keep it you know community we're trying to keep it in-house and and although that might take more time and and most you know it's it's more natural for a tech company to get that five million dollar investment and pop up a platform within you know a year and have maybe have a little market boost the first couple of years but it's just like that's just not the formula we're trying to use and i don't think that's the formula that's, that's going to last um and so I, th I think it's actually worn out at this point um, so yeah, that's also part of it is just working with what we got and, and staying true to that because it, honestly, like for me, it's, it's a moral thing. Like I'm like, I'm morally tied to what I believe is true to like true for what is good. Like what is what I believe someone should have in exchange for their creation and what I, sh what I believe, you know, the world should look like and what I believe is how it should treat, you know, it's artists and it's, it's creatives. Um, and so it is very found, it's a very foundational thing for me and how I approach conversation with anybody actually is just, does this feel right to me? Like foundationally, first of all, before I have any other conversation is like, this needs to resonate with me on a deep level. And so I think that's at the end of the day, you know, you have a lot of action steps to take, but it's also, also a lot of faith based, like there's faith in action. And I think that's a really big part of of what we're trying to build. And and it's not it's contrary to popular belief, to say the least. Like a lot of people do not build, um, you know, businesses like that at all. Like, and I think it's just because you know we're just trying to do, you know, there's a lot of different reasons. Actually, I'm not going to say why, but that's that's kind of like that's our path, and and staying true to that is actually um, a lot more difficult than one would imagine. So yeah, it's definitely a it's definitely a personal thing. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, you're trying to help the artists before anything else. You're trying to, you know, empower independent creators before you're trying to, you know, make yourself a million dollars for lack of a, you know, better analogy. But yeah, yeah I, I, th I think that's great. Um, as far as, you know, tying that into 
Unifest, how, how have you been, you know, connecting with these local communities and, and what are the next steps? And give me the give me, you know, and, and listeners a sort of full picture of how these in real life events are, are tied into this whole thing. Yeah. Um, so temp- so <laughs> we've actually had this conversation um, a lot, but we feel like our personal experiences actually translate into you know, the eventual product or the product itself or whatever. So I, I, everything that we've experienced in real life and, and with our real life experiences are inevitably going to translate into the eventual product, whatever that might look like. And so that's actually a really big foundational reason is is we have to experience it in order to translate it. And I think that's with uh, a lot of things, you know, especially with just the way that I create and I might can probably speak with Canon with this is, um, you know, you experience life so that you can talk about it through your creativity or through whatever way you express. And so I think it's very parallel to that and parallel to creating the eventual product. But um, but yeah, like, Canon, if you want to talk about like Temtrek and Unifest, but other than that, it's like just like very foundational yeah, to, to um, that, I think. Being that we're in such a experimental phase with it, and the UniFest right now, it's now more solidified than it has been due to the fact that we have begun making connections and Brenna has started reaching out to specific venues and we've got, we're starting to kind of put it in an air, right? To where it's starting to texturize, but it's still experimental in the aspect where TempCheck is the introduction to UniFest. And we knew that we know, and ideally it, it it's, I think it translates better whenever you're, in the midst of doing something and then you try to bring people onto the momentum vice just trying to start something with absolute no minimum and bring people on board to a non-moving ship so the first three temp checks we kind of were just like let's take these three let's just be comfortable with taking these three on the chin like let's just go in to these cities completely uh not blind you know we have people that we've reached out to and we're going to a more comfortable area but it's uh, as far as we, we have more connections there. So we're being more comfortable, willing to reach out and trying to get a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend and all these people to pull together. But it's how can we have these three experiences? But and then also it's how can we execute these in the content and how can we make it so that it translates correctly in in a way where it's satisfying for what we we think the uh, the overall environment we're trying to portray it what it what it's supposed to be and then also can how I can actually we make... can i hop in really quick i yeah. wanted to just i totally forgot we didn't even explain like what TemCheck is um so TemCheck is actually a crowdfunding onboard campaign for unifest summer 2023 and so we're gonna hit all 11 cities that we're gonna tour in for uni preemptively as a way to gather resources find partners sponsorships etc all to you know that's going to be happening until april 2023 and then, you know, if all goes well, we'll have the UniFest Summer 23 starting in um, June. Yep, June through August is is the plan. So, but yeah, continue. I just wanted to give the, the information spiel. You know uh, how yeah, it is. Facts. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like, you can see that we're really, it, this shit is, uh, in, a, in the best way to put it, all of this shit is like strode out across the floor. And it all attaches in a puzzle piece within our mind, right? <laughs> it's just being able to pull it out and can, like, you know, uh, iterate it. It's, it's it's funny that's how you i mean that's what focus centric creating is like you know you get you get honed in on something but yeah as Bruno was saying it's like we wanted to take these three temp checks these initial ones which are 
us quite literally checking the temperature and the tempo of where the artists, first off, that's what, that's what we're seeking. Where are the supporters of the artists? Where are the ones that are in Web3? Where are the ones who don't have any slight about what Web3 and the potential it could help them with? And then also, uh, where do you guys like to perform? Where do you guys, where do you even record? Where do you like, what, what, what are all these spots that we can get warmed up and we can identify with the city with? Because we were on a space uh, last week, last Thursday, and something that came up, which was just really profound because again, when you're in the motions of doing something, you don't, sometimes you don't stop and take a breather and look at what it could be. It's like the answers are really right there in front of you all the time. So someone brought up, they, uh, you know, they just mentioned it, it should be about making sure that the city's identity is a part of the, the, or the event you're throwing. Cause it's, it's, it's not, it's not that you're trying to make an impression is that you're trying to make uh, a connection. You're not just trying to like, you're trying to make it so that you're, they're really feeling like it's home and it's possible at home. You don't necessarily have to have all of these funds to go to another city all the way on the other side of the state and all the way in this other you know, side of the country to be able to make money off. You can actually do it from home and you can be proud of where you are and what you've come from and when like, the, you know, what you grew up around. It, if not, where, you know, if anything, you should be proud of the collaborators, the creatives you already have around you to be able to create something in unison together. So that's that's really the main call. Um, it's so, also yeah. like it's also like these it being able to be we're kind of like a, <laughs> like a missionaries for independent musicians to cities so it's like we're going to these cities and we're like yo like where how are you repping your independent local musicians basically that's what unifest is it's like how are you supporting your local musicians like we're actually talking to the cities like that's really what Unifest and Tencheck is attempting to do is talk to the cities at large. It's like Atlanta, like, yo, how are you tapping in? Like how what what's up? Like, how can you support local independent musicians? Where's where's the hub? Where's the scene? Where are people finding support? You know, these type of things in each city. And and yeah, so yeah, that's I think that's going deeper into the city partnerships and the city relationships that we're going to be able to garner with Unifest and and making each city uh independent music musicians hub you know and that's kind of the yeah that's kind of the end goal and out of the grand of everything we just mentioned right the the main premise is that a lot of these connections are going to be made online so it's like out of all of that if we can consolidate that into something we've been calling a call just call to action content that's the main focus is like how can we make content that's really really and truly get up out of your seat and spit the water out of your mouth content that makes you feel like you have a responsibility. And that's, that's, that's a really big, I guess, personal hurdle. And like, a, uh, I think a hurdle for a lot of creators is like, you can make content that's appealing and fun. It's, it's very engaging, but um, the challenge is like, how do we get these people to get out of that studio that they've been locked in for three months and feel comfortable enough to go out and put themselves in there and into the mix? So yeah, that's the that's the fun of it, though. To be honest with you, yeah, it's I mean it's it's a it's a great mission, and I think a lot of people, as as you get the word out more, will definitely resonate with the, you know, the goal of just empowering these artists and and you know getting the identity of the city into these events, which I think is uh you know I think is really cool. Um, as far as like, you know, the crowdfunding and the planning of all this goes, like how how are you planning on you know 
funding these events and what what is the what is the plan for you know getting sponsors or or selling tickets or you know how how are you putting it all together yeah so we actually we're trying to the goal right now is to um utilize as many outlets right now as possible so making as little barrier to entry if you want to contribute somehow you're going to be able to contribute so obviously canon and i we're both musicians and we both are having our personal nft collections that we're selling most of the funds gotten from those are going to t towards temp check um outside of that we already have a, you know a web to go fund me version where we haven't even pushed that yet but that's just for people who you know, maybe are a lot older, wouldn't even think to go into Web3, and they, but they still want to contribute family, friends, whatever, can come to GoFundMe and just like whatever, um, contribute. Um, and then more recently, we just connected with a uh, Web3 crowdfunding platform called Juicebox. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them or not, but um, but yeah, they're the most, they're more the one of the more reputable uh, uh, platforms and they want to partner with us on a crowdfunding campaign. Um, so they're totally Web3 based crowdfunding. Um, and that's going to be, I think that's going to be really, really promising. So we're actually have a call with them next week to talk about more details about that and hopefully be able to launch something with them. Um, and then, yeah, with that, within that, that specific crowdfund, we'll have, you know, different NFTs that will have different rewarded tiers, um, you know, such as potential, you know, lifetime passes, cough, cough. <laughs> but yeah, that's just like little things like that. Just, you know, having fun with it along the way and seeing in what ways, again, we can find more ways to, you know, give back to the artists and yeah, just, just make this a success. But yeah, the, um, I think the juice box crowdfunding campaign is, is going to be a really, really fun thing to do, honestly. And additionally to that, again, beating the dead horses, that call to action content, because that's not just focused on the musicians in the city. That's more of uh, it's also focused on people who want to support these musicians in the city and catering to not catering, but creating enough so that it covers all bases of appeal for people who want to engage with something like Unifest or like a temp check. And, um, that's that's just also I might I might be double, you know, crossing myself on this, but uh, the luckily I've had a few things on TikTok which isn't Web three centric in any way, kind of go crazy to the point where I just kind of want to slowly start fishing things into there that are around this, you know, around uh, you know decentralization and 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 temp tech and what you know Web three music could do for artists and all that. So it's just uh, I guess figuring out a way that we can purvey all of these, you know, all, all of these different concepts, but I guess in a fun, appealing, absorbable way, that, that, that's yeah. the main goal. And I want to say too, on that point is I haven't even tried really to onboard through um, content in web two yet. And the reason I haven't is because when I do, I want there to actually be a piece of value. So first of all, like, people that come into the Web3 space, they need to be really aware of what, you know, they're doing when they are signing up for a wallet. Like there's actually a lot of security issues that can come into play if you're not aware of what it, what you're doing. And so that's kind of part of my hesitation also is just making sure that I'm being as clear as possible with that content and, and being specific and clear, but also not only that, but also having something for them to come to when they come over here for example, like Jaden Violet, you had him on your podcast. Um, he, you know, 
he does some really cool stuff. He has a, a, the UVR space he does every day. That's a very big value point for people to come to. And they can, they, you don't have to sign up for a wall. You don't have to do anything to come and listen, hear what the space is about, hear people. Like, that's a very low barrier. You're not going to, there's no risk. You know, people can come and there's value there. So it's kind of like, you know, he can go to TikTok and say, hey, you know, come on my space, like I'm in UVR and he could talk about Web3 and then say, come to the space. You know, there's a call to action in that sense where it's, you're not just telling people to sign up for a wallet and then then you just drop them on their ass, you know, excuse my language. But, you know, he's saying, you know, look, this is what Web3 is about. This is what I'm doing. This is how much money I'm making. Oh, come to my UVR space. This is your call to action. You know, there's no security issues. You're not scamming people. So yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is making sure that like that content isn't isn't misleading and it's definitely not like make making people go in the direction of you know spammy shit because there's so much spammy stuff out there that yeah you just gotta be careful and um you know make sure you're not just leading people into into deep waters. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, you know, you gotta figure out how to educate yourself before you can really start engaging in this space the right way, which I think is intimidating some people but you know yeah there are a lot of people like Jaden um you know trying to provide value to onboard people and and show them that you know once you get into the space there's a lot of there's a lot of good things going on that's sort of my mission with the podcast is um you know make some connections and learn myself but I also want it to be a resource for people that are interested in you know the development of music and tech and web3 <clears throat> excuse me and web <clears throat> mm um yeah people that are interested in in music and and web3 and where it's heading and uh you know i'm trying to curate the guests that i'm bringing on to create like just a wide variety of different you know use cases and educational uh conversations that aren't just you know talking to artists about how they're creating nfts i'm also looking to talk to like you guys who are a music dao and I talked to this curate to earn platform the other week or someone who works for an NFT marketplace about how they're onboarding, you know, both fans and collectors. So, um, yeah, I definitely uh, can agree with that point of of it's intimidating to get in at the start. But there are people creating resources out there to to help out um, in that yeah. aspect. Yeah. And this podcast, I mean, that's I love it because of that, because this is something I can send to somebody and be like, yeah, I'm on, you know, tiktok or wherever i am and then i can send you this dope podcast where there are people you know that i value and respect in the space and then you know so yeah i love it and like again thank you like for even doing something like this because this is what's needed not only to validate the space in general but to just educate and yeah make sure it's just a safe safe space because we just need it to be a lot safer and a lot more safe for people to to come in and, and feel feel like they can be here because the other day we were talking to some a musician, um, he heavily web two musician, been in the industry for many many years, and he said that him and his band decided not to even go towards NFTs because of the bad taste that it'll put into their current fans' mouths if they heard that they're doing NFTs now because they have such a solidified fan base in the you know web two. I say web two world, you know what I'm saying, but in that industry where people are skeptical of NFTs that they've decided to even just totally not even go in that direction, which is it's, that's an interesting thing for me to hear and something to be considerate of. Yeah, a hundred percent. 
I think, uh, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about those, those, the bad taste in, in your, in people, the, you know, the general public's mouth about web three and, and NFTs and all these scams you hear about, or people just, you know, flipping dick, butt JPEGs. I think that's a funny one that some yeah. people, some, <laughs> some people point to when, when criticizing everything that's going on. But yeah, once you learn about, you know, the more specific use cases, and I think a lot of the interesting things that are going on in music, then uh, people, you know, realize that this is uh, some emerging technology that has a lot of potential to change things for the better. Um, and I, you know, I think the more I learn, the more I believe that, which is, which is one of the cooler things about, about all of this. Yeah. And I think um, honestly, people, especially musicians are just waiting for more fans to get in. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. They're just yeah. waiting for the fans to get in there. Um, so how do you think we get more fans in there? I mean, I've asked this question to other to other people, but it's always interesting hearing new perspectives. What do you think the space or us as individuals need to do to get, you know, to get more people involved? So something that I've been exploring with and still haven't really dived too deep in is, again, it is the content, right? It's not always just the art because there's a lot of great fucking artists in Web 2 and in Web 3. So, so there's so many that it's, is you get you feel kind of disgraced to the fact that there's not more eyes and ears in the space yet to be able to enjoy it and, and absorb it but um i think it's so, with this content that you're you know tagging web3 in and that you're not it could be informative in its own way but what if it's not like what if it's not informative what if it's more personable what if it's more humorous because if you can laugh together you can live together right so it's like i think it's a, a really cool segue or bridge there is people identifying with you and that what but but in these different avenues of social platforms that you have you know you can make your own you can make your own layer on each one you can so something i'm experimenting with is my twitter is solely so i can have a real conversation with you so i can really have a conversation i can really share out what i'm doing my instagram is my trash can that's like like little that's all it is but my tiktok is so i can make you laugh i'm only on there to make you laugh you know, Instagram's all of the content, all of the designs, all the songs that didn't make the cut within my own self-esteem. So now I put it there. And it's just there's ways you can split these these channels up. And overall, though, you're going to know that I'm 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 really, really proud about being in this space. Overall, you're going to do, you know, it's not so much. I, I don't think it's so much about just getting online and saying, this is how you do this. You know, be safe and watch out for this. You can. You should. You should definitely inform them if you care about them. And, and, and but not but it's also just identifying to the fact that they're in love with you because you're a real person and then they just get interested interested enough where they go do the rabbit trail and see you you really ride and die for this web three or decentralized as the the dow you keep fucking talking about right. what a dow is why does he keep mentioning it eventually you're going to crack that egg and i, I think mm -hmm. that just comes from being personable in every way that you could I, and i think that that is that's the culture like that's the culture of music i think whenever i feel like the culture of music isn't entirely um it hasn't entirely uh, i guess fulfilled itself within the web3 space yet it's still a lot of um you know a lot of there's still a lot of techie stuff there's still a lot of structures in place that don't necessarily welcome that the culture and then also i think so that'll take time i think that just takes time um a little bit of time and i think 
really these IRL experiences, the more events that people can put on that are backed by not necessarily like, oh, Web3 NFT event, not necessarily like this forward facing thing, but actually backed by Web3 projects, people, DAOs, and not front facing. Like we were talking about TempCheck is like the front facing NFT, Web3, NFT, NYC, these types of things that can actually can be a turnoff for a lot of people because the people who are skeptical aren't even going to come to the door, but those are the people you want to come to the door. <laughs> like those are the people you want to convince. So if you're already from the, from the first, you know, position, you're saying NFT, NYC, NFT, whatever this, like you're already turning off the people that you want to be coming in. So it's kind of like switching the script and making it this backed by web three thing. You don't have just like any, any event, like people have sponsors and partnerships and stuff, but they're not, the sponsors and the partnerships aren't the highlight of the show. It's the artist. It's the it's the art. You know, those are that's the highlight of what the event is. So it's kind of like flipping the script. I think is going to be really helpful. And I think the reason why it started off like that, rightfully so, is because it was mainly techie stuff. It was mainly like innovation and mainly like you know um, the tech side of things. And so flipping the script to this more creative um, facing creative facing experience, I think is going to be key to to getting more fans in yeah i think uh jaden has talked about that too how he has his like traveling event series the underground violet rave where he's you know performing with people in local cities and it's it's uh you know it's it's about the art first and then you know once they get people to show up there's a web3 yeah. aspect where you know hopefully you can get people interested in like oh this is you know sort of organized through web three what does that even mean how do i you know what mm -hmm. you know it just it turns people on to i think learning more if they if they see it in that context um yeah. i think that's a good segue into another question i wanted to ask where about so unifest is you know this 11 city festival circuit empowering local musicians what does it look like in your eyes ideally once you get everything organized like how many artists are there performing what are the genres if any specific focuses how long are people playing where does the web3 get involved how many people are showing up like what is it what does it look like in your eyes if everything you know keeps going in the right direction yeah um lovely so for at the most i'm going to start with the, like it at the highest success point of what Unifest would look like and then work my way down to what it probably will look like this summer. So at the highest, you know, obviously like we're talking about like the, you know, the rolling loud for independent musicians, that's like, you know, very, you you can imagine that, but really, you know, thousands of people shows and, and having 10, still 10 to 15 local musicians come up short sets that's not going to change 15 to 20 minutes short sets come up short and sweet you get that taste of the local scene um don't even know who's going to be playing it's going to be like this this thing that's just like very print uh uh you know off the off the cap like you don't really know who's going to be playing that night making it a very you know what's it called like we were talking about this the other day but yeah uh just to even key in right there it's like the ability to just let people know that you have an you have a, a an, an overall objective and ethos i hate we keep using that word but like uni unifest is intended to be received in its fullest form as like unifest is here like i'm excited for what it could be not i know what it's going to be it's going to be this so yeah it's not too divisive yeah, yeah, yeah. 
exactly um, right and genre wise they're they're not not confined to any genre any 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 artist that expresses is their own genre so they should be able you know it's just a matter of uh, uh i'm not trying to cut you Brandon. you got it yeah but no yeah, genre yeah. on that no 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 caps no, on any of that <laughs> yeah exactly actually not no genre and then on top of that like leaning into getting as many different genres on the stage as possible and ma- making that a focus of you know age like any everything is like we want to have as much variety as possible um and then yeah 10 to 15 local artists that's going to not going to change um eventually if not this year we definitely want to have the following years we want to have activation like sessions where we're our centers where we're in the venue it's maybe it's like just a room separate from the venue it's like a vip section it's not really vip because anybody can get in but the vip is the fact that you're intrigued enough so you can go into this little activation section and you can actually learn more about what Web3 is, how to set up your wallet, whatever. Like that's that education and, zone. And that, that would look like, a you know, that would typically ideally be a panel, you know, maybe speakers or maybe just a mini performance or a little acoustic set. And an artist is giving their, you know, explaining how you can get involved in this song and what way. And just artists, there's so many artists out here that are so good at articulating that the their approaches and their market strategies and all these. So leaning into that you know the the hard, the hard work is is already done like it's the artists are out here and mm-hmm. they're willing to educate and you know bring people in so yeah. yeah and and totally like mainly backed by web3 people and projects of course so being able to have places there's already a couple um web3 projects that i've been in touch with that i personally resonate with about doing a partnership where if someone is onboarded for example maybe we can direct them into their in their in their direction to be able to help assist them with that onboard process. So again, it's about that. You're not just throwing them in deep waters, like you're giving them something to chew on and something to, you know, look at and and pay attention to once they get into the space. Um, And so having those that, and so like this, this summer, you know, it's obviously not going to be thousands of people shows, but we'd like to do, you know, 200 to 300 show people shows max, and then 10 to 15 local artists still, um short sets still um and the reason we want to do really short sets is just you know as an independent musician you're still most of most independent musicians are still finding their sound and what they and what they are and how they fit into their market and so being able to give people that that sweet taste without getting the bitter taste of like oh you actually are still trying to figure some shit out (laughs) so it's kind of like giving people that that you know just the treat and like getting their fans in and and building those micro micro markets around the musicians is is the goal. Um, of course, we want to pay musicians for sure. Um, pay them, the, everyone gets like a flat rate fee for performance. And then um, also something that we're playing around with and are um, still discussing how we can do it. But any like leftover funds, the percentage of leftover funds all gets evenly distributed to all performing musicians so that they get even more more money at the end of the show. Um, and so, yeah, that local, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be fun, man. This year is going to be like, kind of like grungy. I'm thinking like a little small show, but like pack the fuck out. Um, tons of local musicians. It's going to hopefully get a couple of vendors, maybe depending on the city, something we talked about, it might be different per city. That's kind of the fun of it is whatever the city provides to us is what we provide to them in some, in some form or fashion which is kind of the cool part because it's like, what is, you know, what are the resources here? Maybe Washington has a lot more resources 
you know, where we can get a bigger venue, we can get way more people in a show, and maybe we can even get enough volunteers to get vendors in. And so it's, it's going to be different for each city. And I think that's going to be kind of the exciting thing about it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really exciting. Um, I love the idea. And I, I love, I can what you said about how, um, shoot, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here, how the how people can get excited about oh unifest is here like i wonder what it's going to be like this year so that you know yeah you're creating this like platform and brand of um you know empowering the local scene and people are showing up because they're interested to you know hear what's going on and maybe they know a couple artists but um yeah, yeah. I, I i like that vision of like oh it's it's unifest like let's see what they got going on like i'm sure it'll be fun you know supporting the local scene it's like, so, it's, yeah. it's like an anonymous showcase at this point, right? It's not even a concert anymore. It's just an anonymous showcase of independent artists. And that, yeah, I appreciate that. So. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, I think that's really cool. Um, I think a follow-up question that to, a follow-up question to that could be, so that's, you know, that's the picture of UniFest. How about UniDAO? Like, what is the vision for how that would operate and how that ties into, how that ties into everything we've talked about? So on a very... Uh, just to keep it concise, right, is a structural basis. The conversations you have every day as a as a creative where you're bouncing ideas off of one another, that, that helps you with mindfulness of self. That helps you with your mental capacity. That, that, that helps you, like, it, it's, it's all based off of uh, what you can, you know, reflect off of what's going on internally to this outworld, out, outward experience. So... That's that's a lot of what uh, UniDAO centered around is like the plat. So something that you know I'd like to say is that Uni streaming is the neutron, and and UniDAO is the mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of that neutron. Right. That's the only reason this new this neutron is able to exist properly and fluctuate and have its changes and maneuver and all these things is is through the fact that the conversation narrative narratively is being had within UniDAO. And the implementation, something you said earlier was, you know, to onboard someone, right? It's there's something about you have to educate them before they can access and interact with it. And, and that's I think that's really, really major is how can we all keep UniDAO in the simplest way is uh, is music, mindfulness and this those two words and then accountability. Um, and, and that that comes from making sure that we all know there's nothing possessive in UniDAO and that, that this thing is an amoeba until we've made it a tangible, a deliverable, tangible product or an tangible experience. And even then, once the experience is had and it's over in that city, it's an amoeba again. And that, that allows for us to, I think, in a really, really, really wholesome way, it allows for us to, A, keep the conversation around where we all are as far as well-being goes as musicians and specifically again independent musicians and then um you know there's a lot of technical aspects of what the DAO could be but we do we for most certain i'm pretty positive we know what that could be is like you should actually be able to vote within an ecosystem and your vote if we're in a decentralized organization our vote should be decentralized it shouldn't be happening on a centralized network and accounted for by someone in specific or a couple of people in specific where there's room for fallacy and whether it's intentional or unintentional. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so just on a, a technical level is just, um, you know, music mindfulness and then the technicalities of 
we actually make decisions on a decentralized main or mm-hmm. a network. That's the, that's the prior, the main goals. Yes. And I want to like say to you that the decisions right now, the way we envision you need making decisions around is the IRL experiences and the events and stuff like that. So making you need the, the governance of these things. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, it's a great vision. I, I mean, I love what you guys are doing. I think it's, I think it's really cool. I think, um, I think it's interesting how, you know, you had this vision of empowering local artists and, and, in, in you know, creating a platform for local music scenes to flourish. And then, you know, it's like everything that you wanted to do and, and the values that drove you to do it were already baked into web three, I think. So I think it's cool how once you guys, you know, started learning more about that space, you realized all the synergies that could exist. And now you're yeah. using that tech to help, you know, advance your vision. I think, I think it's great. It was very exactly. empowering as equivalently it was, as it was humbling in all the, the, the right ways. It was like, I actually get FOMO and then feel like, I feel like I'm ahead of the curve and then also get FOMO, you know, simultaneously, which I absolutely love. That's that discomfort that we need to grow properly. So yeah, I agree. It's, it's, Brenna's, you know, said that a handful of times too, is like, wow, uh, you know, Web3 couldn't have stepped into our life at a better time because it happened for everybody. But it, it's just accessibility. Are you accessible to it? But it really stepped into our life at a very big crux of what uni could be potentially. And it empowers it in all ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I love it too. I think, um, you know, I appreciate what you guys are doing, and I'm I'm excited to try to get involved with the, you know, the DC Unifest, and, uh, you know, help help you, you know, bring this vision to life. I think it's bro, I think it's a really cool project. This, this is um, good. like I'm not trying to yeah. you, but like yes, sincerely, bro, we appreciate you and like and for what you do and like your eagerness and your willingness and like the, the mm-hmm. pure energy. Feeling again. This conversation is solidified within within me in a lot of ways, just because I've felt the purity of who you were as a person in real life. So it's like, mm-hmm. so yeah, appreciate you for that. Appreciate your presence and like your your you know recall and just in general appreciate you as a person. Yeah, yeah. man, Washington DC is about to be a fucking blast. I think real. I think it is. There's there's a great Web three community developing here. Um, it's really it's really only started over the last like six months. I think like really creating this local community that's getting more and more engaged every month um and then you know the music the local music scene here has been flourishing for a while so Mm -hmm. tying those things together i think is is a very exciting project um amazing so i think as as we're sort of wrapping up here is there anything else that you guys want to touch on related to actually related anything personal projects unifest streaming whatever it is is there anything you know i didn't ask about or you don't think we got a chance to talk about that you want to touch on I mean, I I know that if I don't do it, Brennan's about to say it because I just know her. Uh, <laughs> I don't shield hard enough for myself, but I do have, you know, a project, an NFT drop coming out. It's called Author of Temptation. Um, I'm not going to speak too more in, uh, like too in depth, but I just want the music and the visuals to be kind of the explanation for it. But yeah, um, I do. That's that's uh, that meant this Friday at mm-hmm. uh, 6:30 p.m. I'll be having a space for it at uh, 6 p.m. Um, yep. I'm gonna shoot you over that space as well if you're able to hop in. But you know, I don't know when exactly this be out. But regardless, it's you know, it's on. It's minted on Zora. Um, it's my first personal mint drop or personal you know, drop. Yeah, it is my Genesis. Um, and I've minted a couple other things again, like experimentally, like Brenda was saying. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. So yeah, that's, yeah, just had to get that off. Yeah, 
And then um, I, I, I've been jump, dropping monthly, and I'm going to have also dropped this November, but it's going to probably be like third week to give Cannon some space for his because it's super important. I'm super, super happy and proud of him for, for doing this, is taking this big first step. So um, definitely think he's going to sell out for sure. <laughs> Uh, I do want to um, add though. I do want to add that. <laughs> something that we kind of we we circled back around to is that every like temp check is about to be our all consuming next six months of our life. So these these collections they go into temp check. They're like you know this uh, essentially all percentages. I'm not going to say all percentages because again the math is still mathing in some in certain ways. But yeah, the, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's all contributing still mathing. I like that in in, in, in its own sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then, um, yeah, so keep an eye out for both of our drops in November and then a more of a call to action for temp check if people are trying to get involved. We do have a Google Doc for people to fill out. Um, that's, like, the first step. And then from there, if we're coming to your city, we'll definitely keep you updated on on when we're going to do that. But, yeah, Charlotte and Atlanta next. And, uh, yeah, I think, Cannon, did you want to add anything else for, like, temp check or anything hey. like that? Go follow Cryptable on on Twitter. It's it's C R Y P T A B E L. Go follow bro on Twitter. I'm sure y'all already do if you listen to the podcast, but I gotta sell the boy, bro. For real, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I appreciate that as well, and I'll definitely include the links to you know everything you guys got going on personally and and with Uni um, in the show notes, and you know hopefully get some more eyes on it. Hopefully sell out, and it doesn't need any more eyes, but. <laughs> um, I know uni could always use some more participation. So, you know, hopefully this helps gets the word out and I'll definitely keep spreading it around DC. Um, oh, yeah. One love, bro. One love. But yeah, you know, thanks. Thank you guys again for, for taking the time to do this. I, uh, um, you know, another great conversation. I'm always learning more with these things and, uh, you know, I love what you guys are doing. So, you know, I appreciate your time. Thank yeah, you, man. I appreciate you. you. This has been great. It's been hey. a good time. It's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. I hope you have a good November, bro. All right. Well, thanks again, guys. I'll uh, I'll talk to you on Thursday for the uh, the uni the uni check in, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cool. Okay. See you there. All right. Th thanks again, guys. Thank right. you. See Peace. Ya. See ya. All right. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check the links in the show notes to support Brenna, Psycho, and Uni Dow. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. It really helps me out. You can also follow along on social media at the Web3 Music Pod on Twitter and Instagram to keep up with new episodes and announcements. Until next time, this is the Web3 Music Podcast.